This is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past is caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. You're a Hawkeye! Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. With the kids jingle Things have gotten more complicated. Strange Harbors podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Sang, and tonight I'm joined by Amir Ture and Derek Wong. We hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving break. We took last week off, but tonight we are back and we are discussing the first three episodes of Marvel's latest Disney Plus series, Hawkeye, starring Haley Steinfeld and Jeremy Renner. So originally we were going to record this last night, but we decided to just delay the recording so we could get the new episode in on this recording and, and talk about that as well. And I am glad we did so because yes. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened in this third episode. And I do believe that the third episode is the best one so far. Yeah, definitely. I was really underwhelmed with this series with the first two episodes. I'm not going to lie. I definitely thought it was the worst out of all of the Disney Plus stuff so far. I, like, almost borderline hated it. <laughs> I don't know about wow, you guys. pretty strong. I really didn't like it. Just because of, like, how much I loved the original source material. You know, like, the Fraction Aja run. Its fingerprints are all over this, but I just didn't think it was nearly as funny. It didn't really capture the spirit. I don't know. I just didn't really like it that much. But I don't know. Maybe things are turning around because I, I actually really like the third episode. What about you guys? What are your general thoughts I wasn't as, like, polarized about it as you. I didn't hate the first two. They were definitely underwhelming. I mean, I saw some of the first one, and I was kind of not looking forward to finishing one, two, and three in order to record tonight's episode, because I didn't really like <laughs> that first part of one that I saw that much. And two, I agree, was just kind of meh, but I do agree with you. Three was pretty good, and there are, like, flashes of brilliance. I, I think... The saving grace for the show is going to be that it's not reaching for the stars, so it's it's not it, it's not going to overshoot and uh, 
fall flat on its face by aiming to do something too crazy. There's like a very low key vibe to the whole thing, which I really like, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I do think like WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki are like hugely ambitious, I think. And I think that's part of the, the problems with those. But yeah, I do agree. This is a little more low key. I mean, it's pretty much adapting the the Fraction Aja run from, I want to say it's like a decade ago. Probably not a decade ago. Maybe. Uh, I don't, I don't think know. it could be that long ago. 2013, 14? Probably like 2015, I would guess. Legendary run, by the way. I don't know. What did you think, Derek? So, all pun intended, I am going to echo your sentiments, Jeff. But I totally agree. I think the first two episodes left me, like, very worried for this series, especially because that's literally the first third of the series, right? This is only right. a six-episode miniseries from Marvel, and having the first two episodes... Also being the, I think, out of all the Marvel stuff, being the longest out of, like, the first two episodes of all the Marvel series, right? Like, in the past, we've only really gotten, like, 30, maybe 40-minute first episodes. Like, both of these were punching close to, like, an hour. Um, so, were they? I feel like they yeah. were, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, I thought they were more 40-minute-ish. Really? Are they that long? If you're counting the credits, both were getting really close to an hour. Versus, like, if you're counting the credits for, like, the other ones, they were only, like, maybe 40 minutes. Mm. 45 minutes. So, like, these are definitely much longer. And I just felt, like, weren't as intriguing as, like, you know, I'm thinking about uh, WandaVision or Loki. The very first episode actually reminded me a lot of, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My problem with that premiere was that we have our two ends of our hero dynamic that were just like separated pretty much for the whole episode. And this did a very similar thing where they kind of kept Kate Bishop and, and, and Hawkeye apart until the very end. And I think that was not the right choice. And it didn't have a Falcon punching people out of helicopters. So I was like, All yeah, right. it didn't have like this amazing <laughs> action sequence that it started with. So yeah, it, it definitely was not as, as good as that premiere. But I do agree with you guys. I think the third episode so far is what I wanted from this show. And I think that the dynamic between the two characters is much better showcased in the in the uh, mm-hmm. in the third episode. So, I mean, after the third episode, I'm now looking forward a little bit more to this, this show. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like the first two episodes had me pretty worried. No, I agree completely. Like, I, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like happy to tune in for four, five, and six now. I'm glad that it's half over. <laughs> I feel like, I, I, well, no, I just, I feel like six is a good episode length for them to like wrap up their little story arc and like call it a day in a very like low key way and not kind of overstay its welcome. And I think if these last three are, are pretty strong, I'll, I'll walk away with a pretty good impression of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you guys my favorite part of the show and my least favorite, and I want to see if you guys agree. All right, okay. yeah, let's do it. I think my favorite part of the show is Haley Steinfeld. I think she's great mm-hmm. as Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite are her mom and her fiancé or whatever. Oh, Jared really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I agree that I love Haley Steinfeld as this character. I didn't have time to watch the third episode twice, but I watched the first two episodes twice just okay. so that like I can kind of take it in. Blood the second ep- the se- yes, the second time <laughs> the Jack Duquesne character worked much better for me and like 
he is in a different show than I feel like everybody else is in. But for some reason, that's working for me. That kind of cheese ball, like really corny, over the top, mustache twirly villain. Okay, you know what? I actually, I don't hate that character. Yeah. I just don't like that storyline with like. Yes. Okay, I can agree with that. Auction and the Ronin suit. I just didn't like it. It just sucked up so much of the show's energy. Yeah. And I didn't find it like compelling at all. Like, clearly. Her mom's up to no good, I feel. Yeah. Her comic book analog is pretty much a a supervillain, right? So, yeah, I was not really feeling... I mean, I like Vera Farmiga. I think she's a great actress. But she wasn't really doing anything for me here. And oddly enough, Jeremy Renner feels very, like, tired and out of it. Instead of, like, grumpy and lovable like he's supposed to in the comics, you know? Mm -hmm. And even... A little off from like the Avengers uh movies, you know? But he is better in the third episode. And I think yeah. things are definitely starting to turn around. Um, especially with like the introduction of of the Echo character, you know, Maya Lopez. Mm-hmm. Who I think is great, by the way. I think she's a good addition too. Yeah. So far so good. She hasn't said much, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree. I do think Jeremy Renner was a bit off. I agree, I like Haley Seinfeld. Um I like just Vera Farming in anything, so like I uh-huh. Like, she's not doing anything amazing here, but I just like, oh, that's fair for me. Cool. Like, yeah. I liked it. I'm like, oh, wow, she's here. That That's cool. Um, Not doing a ton, but like, that's fine. Didn't bother me. I liked that little weird plot line. I didn't like the auction thing so much. It's a very comic booky sort of little plot there. The thing that bugged me, actually, was I didn't like Quinn's family. <laughs> you didn't like whose family? Clint, his family. Oh, Why? Why don't you oh, like Clint's family? I don't like his family. <laughs> oh, they're just, it just doesn't. I, I think maybe that's where, I don't know, maybe that's just where he does his worst acting or something, but like it just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't feel like he loves them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get they're trying to portray like a guy who's like been so captured by his work yeah. as a hero that he never got time to bond with his family and, you know, he's got PTSD and whatever, but it's just awkward to watch. Like, I think you need. I don't know, a better movie, better actors to, I don't know, something to like, because that like, feels like it's a very subtle sort of storyline that uh-huh. I don't know if they can carry off, like, yeah. the wounds of a man who's been at war all his life or something. Is Jeremy Renner really going to fucking do that? a different type of show. Yeah, like, it's just, ugh. Yeah, I, I like Linda Cardellini as his uh, wife. Uh-huh. She's I do too. There's, there's a little life there, but like, the stuff with the kids, it just feels so rote and like awkward it just doesn't work man i don't know that was the worst thing about the first episode to me was his kids yeah i mean we're skipping around but like i thought there was some greatness there with uh with that moment in episode three yes where he doesn't have his hearing aid and he can't hear and and his son nathaniel calls and and Haley steinfeld's like writing on the notepad what his son's saying i thought that was fantastic that was a cool moment yeah absolutely yeah that's probably my favorite scene so far that we've gotten of these first three episodes yeah yeah. Before we get too far away from the Jack Duquesne and and the um, Eleanor dynamic, I mean the thing that's I, her name. I didn't even know her name. So. Yeah, Eleanor Bishop. <laughs> the thing I hate most about that is that how much of a red herring he is. Right, like he is just there to throw you off. From what I'm guessing is, you know, Vera Farmiga, her mother is the actual villain, right? The actual right, power, yeah, yeah, power yeah. player oh. in that relationship. Right. And it's the one that is probably like pulling some of these strings. 
versus yeah. we'll, we'll talk about who I think is, you know, I think all of us probably have guessed who's really pulling all the strings, but hell yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but it's taking us three episodes, maybe even more that like get to that reveal, which I, th- I feel like is coming. It's like, it's, it's a little bit of a schlog. Yeah. I'm hoping by next episode is when we get that reveal and like, she has to deal with like this knowledge of, you know, her mother, maybe like her mother's true identity. And then hopefully that's when Vera Farmiga maybe gets to shine a little bit more is my hope is that maybe she like gets to lean into that, like playing villain part. Mm -hmm. Maybe she can eat up that scenery a little bit too, you know, kind of play off of that. And, and hopefully that's when she starts to shine maybe in the second half. Mm -hmm. Actually, I wanted to ask you guys first before we get into too much more into the episodes, like, do you guys have a relationship with that? I mean, Jeff, it sounds like you do right with the original kind of comic fraction line. Amir, what about you? Have you read it? Yeah. So um, I remember reading at least some of that run. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to go back and look at it again because I do remember it being really good. This is like the 2012 to 2015 Hawkeye series. And it's uh, similar to the show. It's like, you know, uh, Clint Barton and Kate Bishop as like two Hawkeyes running around New York saving people. In a sort of uh, like low level, street level kind of superhero comic, it's a lot of fun. The tracksuit mafia shows up. They're taking a lot from the comic. The design of the title cards is like the design of the comic covers from the run. So they're like trying to take a lot from that run, and that's a really beloved run. What do you think, Jeff? Does it work? Not really. I think they're trying to force it too much, and it doesn't work. I think you can really see it in the tracksuit mafia who I thought were hilarious in the comics, and they are just a fucking dud on the show. I don't... Ah, <laughs> uh, you don't like them. I don't think they're funny at all. Like, I think the bro thing works for me. Ah, uh, the bro thing is so funny. It works so much better in the comics. Oh, I think really? it's just so much funnier in the comics. I think it's so forced in the mm-hmm. in the show, just because like I know what they're trying to do, and the delivery is just like off from like what I think of in my head and it's just not as funny to me the bro stuff makes me laugh i like some of the show does make you laugh i like, right, I, like the, I like some of the tracksuit mafia stuff in in episode like three especially yeah i just think seeing like the speech bubbles and like close proximity to each other and they're all like he saw us bro it's on now bro, bro bring it on bro it's kind of funny but then like on the show is just it's just not there i, yeah. I don't think it's as funny mm-hmm. yeah for me, like I, I haven't read that run, so like this is kind of like my first foray into this into this story arc. Yeah, and it's interesting because like Marvel in the past has never really taken one of their arcs and like adapted it, right? Like everything's but just by name, right? right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, Civil yeah. War wasn't the Civil War that was in the comics, right? It's always just by name, but from my understanding, is that this is skewing probably the closest we've seen to one of their comic lines. Uh-huh. And I guess, you know, we're seeing that, I mean, at least you, Jeff, like, don't think it's working the best, right? No, I don't think so. So, I thought the Tracksuit Mafia was a lot better in Episode 3 when they weren't trying as hard to make them so comic accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, like, bringing in uh, Maya's, like, adoptive father and the Kazi character. It just worked a lot better, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think episode three definitely made them work well. I, the van made me laugh. Yeah, what did the van say? 
I, I know it has bro. It's like trust a bro or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. company. That should yeah, be trust us, bro, or something like that. Yeah. I really liked all the trick arrows too. It's yeah, so dumb, but it's great. so much fun. The trick arrows were awesome. They're great. They're um, great. The other thing I didn't like about uh, I know I'm swinging around wildly from episode to episode. The other no, thing about yeah, episode fine. one I didn't freaking like. Uh, this is gonna sound stupid, but I just I didn't like Kate Bishop beating up like five giant random tracksuit mafia guys when she's. I don't know, she's, like, not a superhero, right? She doesn't have a bow. She's Hawkeye. The, the bow's her thing, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just it, it was just a little weird. It just, like, that fight felt a little weird. It felt off for me. Yeah. All of the action looks better in Episode 3, too. I thought the action oh, yeah. in Episodes 1 and 2 were awful. It's a new director, though. So 1 and 2 were helmed by one director, and then Episode 3 was someone else completely. So um, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, episode, I believe episode three was Burton Birdie. Yeah, Burton Birdie. I don't know who did episodes one and two. Uh, Rhys Thomas. Rhys Thomas. Okay. Yeah, Rhys Thomas. Oh, Rhys yeah. Thomas, sorry. Yeah. I like the little fencing duel. The little fencing duel was fun. I actually, was I actually, I actually I like that, like that I little like fencing that. duel. There are things like in both episodes one and two, like, you know, we're kind of talking bad about those two episodes, but there are things I did like in those first two episodes. I mean, like you, you mentioned the fencing thing. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I enjoyed the the musical. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to say that. Everybody knew. The already, funny already thing is, I enjoyed it. it because of how cringe it was. I mean, that was the point, though, right? They they, yeah. they hit the nail on the head, right? It's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> the musical it was very funny. It was, it was very, very funny. funny. Yeah. Um, I I liked the musical as well, actually. Yeah. So the only thing that bugged me was like, okay, two things, which like. I don't know, they're not, like, nitpicks, it's like, whatever. But, okay, one, isn't this, like, attending, like, a comedic 9-11 musical or something? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> like, it weirded me out a little bit, because, like, yeah, we have, like, a lot of 9-11 media and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. unless you're, like, I don't know, some kid online going for, like, shock humor or whatever, like, it's, like, played for drama and tears and, like, I don't know, it, it, it's serious stuff. Like, the Camp 9-11 musical in New York, like it, and like the Avengers Chitari thing happened in New York, right? Yeah. So like, it's just yeah. a little weird. Like, yeah. Wouldn't everyone be a little it's more like the, weirded out? It's like the nine eleven memorial playing a nine eleven musical. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's bizarre. And then okay, like, but counterpoint, maybe no one died or was even injured in the battle. Oh, Christ, get the fuck out of here! here. No, no, that's <laughs> not true because here. we technically see Kate's dad die, right? That's true. He's the that's one, one guy, one person. He's the <laughs> one guy. <laughs> He's the one guy who died. He's the one, yeah, one guy who died. died. The whole show is a plot by Kate to get revenge on Hawkeye for not saving her dad. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like that. That's one thing that bothered me. And then, like... It just, I don't know, because the show is showing you Hawkeye in his, like, quote-unquote, like, real life, you start thinking about all this weird shit that you don't think about in the movies. Like, I'm not, like, a big fridge logic continuity. Like, I don't give a shit. But, like, because you're seeing him do this, it brings up the questions, right? So, like, do people know who the fuck Hawkeye is? Like, why isn't he carried around on a fucking palanquin everywhere he goes? He saved New York. He saved the world multiple times. He should at least be recognizable, Right. Like I mean, the show does reckon with that, right? Like there are people only that a definitely little, like the guy in the restaurant, Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, but like everyone should be like, oh shit, that's the guy who saved the world multiple times, right? Yeah. He's not just going to be like local guy famous. He's going to be like Bill Gates, Michael Jordan famous. Like everybody in the world will know who this guy is. 
Yeah, but do you remember the 12th guy on, like, the 96 Bulls, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Okay, that's a, that's a good point, too. That's a good point, too. <laughs> right? Because he's, he's not Tony Stark. He's not Thor. If you actually, like, follow the musical, he was sung about after Ant-Man, who wasn't yeah. even there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what that, I mean? That was, a, that was a nice touch. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. There are people that probably don't know who he is. I mean, I guess. But I don't know. I feel like he'd be walk around in New York block to block famous. Maybe it's just like, oh, you live in New York. Like, you're not supposed to bother celebrities. Like, everyone knows it's Hawkeye. Just leave him alone. Yeah. But, like, you wouldn't be able to, like, sneak around and do sneaky Hawkeye shit. You're like, everybody you see everywhere is going to be like, oh, you're the guy who saved the world. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's a little odd. And, like... I don't know, like, is he still employed by, like, the government, the Avengers? Like, how's he paying for this fucking Christmas trip? Like, I think he he's work? retired with the butt. Like, there's but so much. Money. <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, one would hope, but, like, it's just, it's odd. And then, like, I don't know, like, that's clearly not the case, though, right? Because in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, doesn't he have to, like, I don't know, sell himself into fucking debt slavery to buy that fucking boat back or something? Like, yeah, they don't the have any money. Yeah, so, like. That's true. Or maybe it's only the black Avengers are poor. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, like. You're watching a musical about yourself, and like you're sitting in the audience where normal people sit. Yeah, right. Yeah. When you're like the real guy who was in that, it wouldn't be like, oh wow, we got fucking Clint Barton to come to the opening of the musical about him or that he's in. He should at least be in the VIP section of that fucking theater. People it's like box him. seats or something. You know? Yeah, like <laughs> it's weird. It's like if you are watching The Last Dance and Michael Jordan's like in the audience screening and like he just nobody knows who it is just nobody's a six, it. just a six foot six guy in like a hoodie pretending to not be michael jordan he just doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> i get you okay those are the things that bothered me do you guys want to talk about like all the continuity and oh these characters are these well, characters actually, are comics I mean, there are and all that things shit. that bothered me in these first two episodes oh, all right, yeah. to like one is i mean this might be blasphemous like the dog doesn't actually really work for me. Yeah, agreed. I know he's like a big part of the comic, but like... What? No, I he's agree. He's fine. What do you have against Pizza Dog? <laughs> I have nothing against Pizza Dog. I have nothing pizza, against Pizza Dog, pizza but dog it's like... Pizza Dog is cute, but Pizza Dog hasn't earned his fucking keep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I can't really argue with it. <laughs> he just, I don't know, he shows up, he's a cute dog, great. But like, I don't know, he's not like an iconic character. Like in the comic, you're like, oh shit, Pizza Dog. We love Pizza Dog. But And the second thing that really bothered me in the, in the second episode was the whole LARPing thing. I don't know. It was a little punching down to me a little bit. I, I don't know if I liked... I mean, I'm not a LARPer myself, but like that's like a representation Are you of sure that. about that? You're not a LARPer. <laughs> yeah. 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 The lady doesn't I was, too much. You're, yeah. you're, you're awful offended for someone who doesn't LARP. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I love the movie Role Models, and I feel like that was... That's like, true. Like, that's just Ooh. so much better, like a representation of that community versus like... I don't know. I found it really cheesy when the guy was just, like, in the background, like, making the sword sounds and, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you guys didn't take any offense. I didn't take offense. I just didn't think it was funny. Yeah. I think it was trying to be funny, but it just wasn't. It didn't work mm -hmm. for me. Didn't yeah. do a ton uh, for me, but I did like that it is the weird sort of shit that Hawkeye would have to deal with that, like, Captain America wouldn't. Yeah. Like, that worked mm -hmm. for me, like, the weirdness of, like... He's just a guy who has to show up to this random LARP to get this suit back. Like, it just, that did work. Like, I don't know. Any other Avenger, Tony Stark would have just been like, I'm buying the whole fucking LARP company. I don't give a shit. Just yeah. my suit back. <laughs> I'm buying like, this park or something. Captain America, like, everyone would be like, oh shit, it's Cap. Here's your suit. Like, no, he's just the charisma and respect. Like, you know, he's the only one who would have had to deal with that bullshit. So I, yeah. I kind of liked that part. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it didn't do much for me. Yeah. Okay. What else do you hate? For me, that was like the things that bothered me the most in like the first two episodes. But generally, I liked episode two more than episode one. Like I think episode two worked. So they keep getting better and better. Yeah, I think they've gotten like progressively better and better. And I think it really stems from like that what I talked about earlier, like them not being together. Because like in episode two, you know, you got them together for a little bit. You started to see that dynamic. And I think that's what works about episode two. Which yeah. only gets pushed even further because it pretty much started together the whole episode for episode three. So I think that that's why yeah. that episode for me works a lot better. I mean, part of like why it's a little different from the comic too is like in the comics, like Kate Bishop is like an established young Avenger or whatever, and he's like an established Avenger, and so like they do have an underlying relationship there mm-hmm. already. And so, like, it's not – they're not meeting for the first time. There's already, like, an underlying respect and stuff like that. Whereas, like, in this, they've got to set up the whole thing. And it's just – it is a lot of setup in that first one. Did you guys hear about the age difference discourse between Hawk – no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, please, holy no. fuck. <laughs> we don't need to go into that. <laughs> I mean, you thought I was serious for I a second. did. I was like, oh, no, not this shit again. I already dealt with this shit with licorice pizza. I can't do this shit again. So, we, we could probably get into some of the things that – Maybe we're hoping that will happen or what we expect to happen based on some Okay, so you want to drop like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like the comic book speculation stuff. So, like, name names. Who's who? So, my understanding from, like, some of the things I've read and we hear his voice in the third episode. Like, the big, big bad we're expecting is Kingpin, right? Mm-hmm. Played by... I, and I'm pretty sure that's his voice, Vincent D'Onofrio, right? The same it's actor. It's definitely him. Yeah. It's 100% him. And that's the same actor as the one who played him in the Daredevil series, right? If, like, people don't know, not really related to the MCU, right? That was, like, a separate division of Marvel that created their own TV shows for Netflix. But now those rights have passed and they have the opportunity to bring those characters into the MCU fold and... There are a lot of rumors that even before the show came out that he would be on the show. There's a lot of rumors that uh, the Charlie Cox Daredevil character might show up in Spider-Man. So I don't think it's coincidence that both that movie and this show are coming around the same time. And both are probably going to like open it up to like, wow, are we going to see some of those other characters like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones and hopefully not Iron Fist, <laughs> in the MCU, right? I don't know. I think it's, like, their opportunity to, like, have their cake and eat it, too. You Absolutely, know? yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they can just cherry-pick what they like and what they don't like and yeah. include it into the MCU. I mean, it would kind of suck to bring in Charlie Cox as Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio as, a, as Kingpin and not also bring in their, like, history from the Netflix show, you yeah. know, because that show was so great. But, I mean, they could do that too i guess but then it just gets a little muddy i feel yeah. but whatever i'm sure there's some weird stuff they'll have to hash out but whatever just do it that those shows yeah. rocked vincent d'onofrio is one of the best parts about those uh yeah. about those shows um he was awesome so i'm psyched he's gonna be back i'll be honest i guess i wasn't paying enough attention to these shows i did not realize kingpin was gonna be in these in, in this fucking show so I guess thanks for spoiling me, but, guys. But did you? <laughs> sorry. So you didn't even you no, didn't even that didn't even cross your mind when really. um, you had the mystery guy in episode three, the beginning of he episode him, three. Yeah, he calls him uncle. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, uncle's gonna uh, take you home. I guess. I don't know. Didn't really. I didn't really. I wasn't like, oh, it's like, all right, whatever. I don't know. That be, just that voice like this was super distinct to me. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm Prince pretty Prince sure that's Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. Fair enough. 
Well, also, like, Maya Lopez, she was raised by the Kingpin in the comics, in the comics too, yeah. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's bringing it outside, like, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, as Derek alluded to at the very beginning, I guess she's fully deaf, right? Yeah. Uh, that's yes. Echo from the comics, right? She's a... I don't know, is she an anti-hero? Like, I don't even know, what, what is she? Just she's like straight, a full-on straight? hero now, but she started as like a daredevil villain. She's getting a Netflix show too, apparently. Or on, on, yeah, a Disney Plus show. I'm sorry, show. a Disney Plus show. Yeah, so this is definitely a jumping off point for her, that character. Yeah, well, she's also missing a leg on the series, right? When she's only deaf in the comics, I feel. I don't think she's physically oh, really? disabled in the comics. Well, I mean, being deaf is physically disabled, but I, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. Like, I, I know a little bit about her. Like, I know she does become a hero eventually and that she is going to get her own series. So, like, now I'm, like, questioning, like, well, do we see that turn in this series or is this really, like, is, you that's know. That's a lot to put on. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of, too. There's Because there's a lot of players in this show already. There's a lot of stuff still that needs to happen on this in, show, in, too. In there's three only episodes. three episodes left. Ugh. Florence Pugh is supposed to show up. Yep. Yeah, so I think... Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I have no idea. I do hope Maya gets to use her powers. I think, uh, get some of that Taskmaster action that we didn't really get to see in Black Widow, you know? <laughs> she's a power copier, right? She's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, well, not a power copier, sorry. She copies people's movements. Yeah. So that makes her, like, a very skilled fighter or whatever. Yeah. Is she just Cassandra Kane, but for Marvel? Cassandra Kane doesn't copy, though, right? In the, in the comics? But isn't that her thing, too, that she was raised without language, and so she... Like, I think those are just like her reflex. It like strengthens her reflexes and, and stuff a, like that. Isn't it a similar it's thing? It's all similar. All these martial <laughs> artists are just good at fighting. That's the power. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, there was something with Cassandra Kane. She was mute for a long time, right? Yeah. Or maybe she mm-hmm. still is. I don't know. But yeah, I don't think she is anymore. DCSI. Uh, okay, so Kingpin's got to show up. Florence Pugh's got to show up. Vera Farmiga's got to do a, uh, a heel turn. The Kate Bishop character, like, idolizes the Jeremy Renner, uh, you know, Clint Barton character. But there's a lot to be said about, like, the Ronin, right? And she not knowing yet that Clint was Ronin. Mm-hmm. And I think there is going to be some kind of reckoning with that in in the next three episodes, right? Yeah. I think it's really funny that the first episode is called, like, Never Meet Your Heroes, right? And um, mm-hmm. it's because, you know, you get disappointed by them, so... I'm expecting to, there to be this moment between them that she's gonna like have to find out that you know he was Ronan and he he's not that role model he says right he says he's not a role model in like episode three or whatever. So yeah, I, there's a lot of balls up in the air that I think this show is trying to juggle, and I'm not too sure if they're gonna be able to like keep it up and land them all. But I don't want to say that this is gonna be the worst of the you know the Marvel series, but I'm definitely like. I don't know. I I don't know if this is going to, like, at least for me, top, like, WandaVision or Loki. Having, you know, comparing, like, the first halves of those shows versus the first half of the show. Yeah, I mean, it's looking up because, like, episode three was better than one and two by by a wide margin. But, yeah, I'm not putting high hopes on this. I don't know. I think just Marvel's, like, stretching themselves really thin with all these shows. Very thin. There's, like, a million of them coming out, too, right? They're not going to land all these uh, balls they're throwing up in the air. And I honestly think, like, people are getting fatigued over this shit. I mean, as long as some of them are good, right, I think it's fine. Like, they don't have to all be good. Some of them are going to be duds. Maybe it damages the brand. But if some of them are fun, you just watch the good ones. You don't have to watch all of them, right? 
I feel like they could have protected this brand better by not doing so much. Hmm. You know, like, before it was like one or two movies a year, and that's it. And they became like huge events, movie-going events. Obviously, like, this new Spider-Man is like the big thing, obviously, this year. is fucking yeah. crushing pre-sales. Pre-sales, yeah. And stuff like that. But I don't know, just this year with all this Marvel stuff coming out, I think the the backlash is on the rise, and just people aren't quite as excited as they used to be, you know? And I, I feel agree. like they could have kept that momentum going without flooding the airways with, like, so many shows. Maybe. Maybe they were greedy. Maybe they, they, they're oversaturating the market. But I don't know. I mean, they're also pushing hard on, like, the diversity front. They're, like... Doing a lot of different shows, different ethnicity, different races, trying to include different able people. Like, there's all kinds of different things they they are doing mm-hmm. to try and like make that like being spread thin kind of work. I don't know. Like, they're doing an Ironheart series. Who the fuck cares about Ironheart? People do. Yeah. There are people who are going to watch it and like it. So, like, that's cool. I feel like Star Wars definitely did what you're talking about, right? Like, mm-hmm. they realized pretty quickly. Like, even one movie a year was probably too much. Yeah, um, especially if they weren't going to be good. <laughs> um, I think they intended them to be like every year, right? Like just like an eternal thing. Yeah, but Star Wars did less, and they failed even harder than this right mm-hmm. now, right? Well, that's, like, what, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it has to do with the amount you do. Okay, precisely, fair. right? Like if you completely shit the bed, it doesn't matter like how few things you do. You're you're going to take a huge hit. Like yeah, if these things are still like just okay people will mostly keep watching them especially if some of them are good like i don't know and you've got a lot of people who are already like tied into the marvel universe they're established fans they like the continuity they like the characters they like the actors they're gonna keep watching you know like you lose casual fans you lose people who are never really into marvel but i don't know yeah i, I think to kind of like piggyback off of like amir's idea i mean like because they are kind of having this like giant influx of properties and things like both on tv and movies not everything has to land anymore right like this is fine that this is not landing because like i still really like loki and like i look back at that and i'm like okay that was pretty good and i look back at wandavision i generally like that but yes like falcon winter soldier didn't work i think um what if didn't really work for me but then like you still have like shang chi that worked for me and then I'm guessing Spider-Man is definitely going to work for me. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, Jeff. Like, I understand, like, there was something precious about having these, like, event movies, like, every year. The Avengers was, like, an event. Captain America's Civil War was, like, an event of its own. Like, the new Guardians or whatever. Guardians became, like, this big hit. So, like, there is something to be said about having less and maybe meaning more or having more and just, like, realizing not everything has to hit and like it's okay if not everything hits yeah i just think like something like this can like quickly spiral out of control where like yeah yeah you have something that's just really bad and then you make one mistake and that mistake has seeped into every other property Mm -hmm. in the the marvel library right like yeah say like there's a new show and it sucks and it's called Captain Dog Shit or whatever, you know? And then, <laughs> and, and then they're it. like, oh, now uh, Shang-Chi has to team up with Captain Dog Shit. And then you're like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. And then, like, that property is just, like, tainted forever because it's got Captain Dog Shit in it, you know? That's the way I feel about, like, this, this Venom stuff, which I feel like 
uh, Kevin Feige's probably fighting tooth and nail to keep out of, like, the MCU proper. But Sony's, like, really pushing for that to, like, connect somehow. And, like... Well, they have, right? Isn't the Vulture in the second one? Yeah, so the Vulture's in... But, like, that's still on the periphery where you can be like, oh, maybe that's a different version or something. I don't fucking know, but... I'll be honest, I've never seen either of the Venom movies. (laughs) They're bad. I think they're bad. Some people like them because they're like, oh, they're so bad, they're good. But, like, I don't know. Like, uh. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen the second one, I mean, like, spoilers to to anyone who hasn't seen the second one, and I guess to you, Amir. But, like, the stinger of the second one, really, basically, like, he's here, right? Like, it's yeah. like you can't avoid it anymore. Uh, so, I, I don't know. But, I mean, at that point, like, maybe they still don't have to do anything with that. Yeah. Because, like, the stinger is that Venom's watching tom holland on the fucking tv or whatever you know but like mm-hmm. whatever who knows I, I don't know we'll see i mean i'm curious to see if this morbius movie is going to be like any good at all i'm quite worried about that one fucking uh, jared leto <laughs> you know what he was good in house of gucci I fuck, liked him in fuck House that of shit. Gucci. I loved him in House of Gucci so much. So you know what? Maybe the key to liking Jared Leto is to just have him dress up as something like unrecognizable. And go bad <laughs> shit crazy. Bad yeah. shit crazy. Yeah. You know uh, what? We're <laughs> kicking you off this podcast. <laughs> you got one more pun, motherfucker. One more. Say what you want about Jared Leto, but every second he was on screen in House of Gucci, I was laughing. Which is more than I can say for like his other roles uh, in the last couple of years. Loop back to Hawkeye. Like, is there anything else you guys are like expecting, like, or you want to see? Like, I mean, I, you guys know the comic line better than me. Like, is there something that you guys not tease, but like, is there something that's going to happen that like will be big? Like, what we can maybe look forward to? Or I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, Jack is also a Marvel Comics character, right? He's not just a random nobody. He's swordsman, right? Right. So there's like Swordsman, there's Echo, there's Vera Farmiga, who's what Eleanor Bishop, who I guess isn't a super villain, but she's definitely evil in the comics. Who else? I don't know. I mean, there's, and I guess Kingpin's coming. There's, there's, I mean, that's, that's enough, right? Is there like a comic book plot? I mean, Jeff, you might remember better than me. Is there a comic book plot that you particularly remember that they might be adapting? Well, the Fraction Aja stuff doesn't even have Eleanor Bishop in it, right? Yeah. I don't does, think she's not. part of that. I don't think Swordsman is no. is part of that, or Ronan either, or Maya Lopez. So like yeah, this could go in like any direction that mm. that they want. It doesn't actually adhere to the Fraction Aja comics that much beyond a couple like surface level details. I mean, Eleanor is related to Madame Mask, who's uh, Kate's, I guess, nemesis. So she might make an appearance. I don't know. Who knows? This can go like anywhere, and I don't think it's really productive to like yeah yeah, yeah speculate because yeah. this is such like a a low level fun street level show you know so i'm just curious to see where it's gonna go i'm asking more just because like i need something to like, keep me i mean i'm gonna keep watching this but like i want to like feel like there's gonna be something that like hopefully will tie all this together and like be something big i mean maybe even maybe just the presence of kingpin and, like, how he's going to play into the MCU might be enough to entice me to at least, you know, really kind of be excited for the next couple episodes. And then, like you mentioned, like, Florence Pugh is supposed to show up. Like, I mean, if you saw the the singer for Black Widow. You want, you want something else other than those two things? I mean, sorry, bro. Bro, <laughs> I, bro I can't help you out there, bro. I, I, actually, I actually forgot that 
Florence Pugh's coming, so like I think even Florence Pugh alone could probably just get me excited to at least watch the next episode or two. Hopefully, she'll show up real soon. Yeah. All right. Well, if that is all, I guess that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? Uh, you can find me watching Rogers the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm jealous, man. <laughs> you would be. How about you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at World's OKS Photos and Screen Ages Guild on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions on our episode on Hawkeye, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like uh, getting listener mail. Sometimes we read them out on the pod. So feel free to shoot us that email. And with that, we will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys in.